0: Hello everyone. Welcome back to Dafa Shavuah Masechas Ivamus Daf, HaShavua, Yivamis, Daf Kufches. Kol Kolakavo to the many people who I saw learning Masechas Ivamus over uh, shavuos. Not just the Daf Yomi people who seem to be catching up to us in a rapid way, but especially the Daf Shavuah and I appreciate the many questions. Um I want to just uh, review a couple of questions that came to me over Shavuos. And I don't necessarily have the greatest answers, but it's good to know what's bothering people. You know, the last parak that I had discussed of uh, giving the shiurim for, and again, I thank Rabbi Israeli for popping in uh, very frequently over the last several months, <clears throat> which was the peric of Khalitza. Uh, you know, so this, the question was, why wasn't that the first peric? You know, just, uh, or the second peric. So I don't know how to answer those questions, right? We do have at times the Rishonim are bothered by the order um, and the principles. And I think the question, part of where the question is coming from, is especially when we're into the Chalitza mode and not into the Yibum mode. So we'd expect uh, Chalitza to be discussed earlier. But, you know, from the Torah perspective, Yibum is an ideal so you don't have to right away get into the halachas of Khalitza. We, of course, follow the view that we have so much suspicion about Yibun being, possib- being a possibility with the motivations, so therefore we jump into Khalitza much quicker. That is uh, point number one, but it's a very interesting question. The uh, second question that came to me really relates to this parak peric- <clears throat> and to the peric of miun. Um, someone, uh, he asked me not to mention his name, but he made a very interesting insight, and he wanted to match up. I'm just trying to give you a framework, but he matched up kind of the halachas of Aguna with the halachas of Mion. You know, we seem to be dealing, especially in our times, it's hard to imagine that a, a little girl who's a katana would be married off by the family members, by her brothers, by a parent, by a mother, a father, It seems to be be so counter to our view of uh, marriage. And and even if you don't have this over-romanticized Hollywood Disney view of marriage, still, we know for anyone who's learned Masechus Kiddushin, it's so important that there has to be das, that there has to be, uh, not just from the man, Chas V'shalom, but from the woman as well. And even in the Mian situation, by the way, even though we say Kitana may not have the requisite das, But we saw this already, the Mishnah Kuvzayin, that she has to know what's going on. This just can't be a behind-the-scenes deal. But the insight that was made to me, which I thought was very interesting, was just like when it comes to Chalitza, sorry, just when it comes to Igun, to uh, Aguna, we do whatever is possible not to allow a woman to be in Aguna, and the Rabbanam are going to be as flexible as possible. Again, you can't make up things, but we have many situations, not just in the olden days when you could beat a guy up until he says, right to Ani. But we have many situations of uh, Rabbanim, post-Shoah, Rav Meisel's, the uh, many other great Hasidic masters. We have in the wars in Israel, Rebbe Vady was very famous for what he was able to do after the 1973 war not to allow someone to be an aguna, you know, we'll do anything possible. We have in our situation in the United States of America, Rabbi Willig, Rabbi Yona Reese, what they did after 9-11, so women shouldn't be an aguna. So someone pointed out to me that, and it's a positive way to look at this Gemara, that with Mion, we also look for any excuse not to allow this marriage to continue. And that's really what's happening on the top of Kufches, so Kol for that insight, even before he got to Kufches, because this is what's happening on our Gemara, We're even in a situation where the woman is goes to a store and she says to the store owner, you know, I don't want to be, uh, I don't want to be married. I was married off as a katana. There's no big that's taking place, and maybe she's just complaining because her husband's making a schlep to the groceries too much, you know, especially. Uh, ...without bags, as we see today. She's got to schlep the groceries. Any statement she makes, even if she's on the... um, ...she's on the route, she's in the limo... ...or she's in the chariot, or she's on the carriage... ...whatever's happening in the Gemara. And she doesn't even get off, but she says she's not interested. So it does seem, maybe it's the flip side of the coin. So without getting into the justification... For the marriage we are looking for opportunities for a quick exit and again this is because even though you say there was some das here, it's not das of an ideal marriage it's not das of uh, it's not das of uh, what we would have today um, in a regular Kiddushan now someone else and hopefully we'll get to some of the Gemara but this is important as well Someone else asked me a question. This is actually someone from, not from Marshall, who's learning God, Dafa Shavua, um, asked me a question, what happens in America? You know, there are interesting laws in America. Now, just to show you one thing, you know, in, in uh, Jewish law, to be a Masada Kaddushin, you have to have very high standards. You don't have to be a Rav, but you really have to be an expert in the halachos. It's not so pasha to be a Masonic Kedushin. Somehow I get away with it, but you have to know certain halachos and unless, unless you don't qualify. You don't have to have smicha, but you have to know. In America, to be an officiant, especially in uh, every state's different, but I think in New Jersey, if you're 12 years old, you could be an officiant at a wedding. At least the witness at a wedding this is a very low standard. In New York, you have to have a license, so it's fascinating. But as far as marriage laws, so we know that Dina de Machus We've discussed this before. Dina Machus applies generally when it comes to the realm of Mamonos, but not in the realm of Yisurim. If a government tells you that you have to eat non-kosher food, then you're not allowed to eat that uh, non-kosher food. But we were discussing, let's say, when it comes to marriage. So this is more of a sheva atasa, which means you not uh, there's no halacha to get married under a certain age, and that's why I assume that the dina maku Dinah would apply. The way this uh, relates today, halacha masa, and this is discussed by Postgim, is forget about kids with adults. Do you have to have a um, do you have to do a wedding with a civil marriage? And my opinion, and that's the way my postcom have guided me, is yes. You do a Jewish wedding, you know, with the Kiddushan with the Ksuba, but since we're living in the United States of America, it's you have to do civil as well. What actually happens, you want to say the opposite of katana, is sometimes elderly couples. They uh, could be a second marriage or a third marriage. You know, the, the widow and a widower, they meet, it's beautiful, at a later stage in life. They want to live together, so they'll have a uh, Jewish marriage, but they don't want to get involved in the economic issues, so they're not going to do a civil. I think it's problematic, again, because of Dina the, Marcus, the Dina. We 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 don't just say in the realm of anything that's Isser, it's a free for all because here also you're dealing with monetary issues, you're dealing with rule of law, you're also dealing with chrillah Hashem, etc. One of the later developments, fascinating development, and again you get some real halach masa here, is now we've seen, as I'm a Sadiq Kadush in Bar Hashem many times a year, couples who are interested in having a civil marriage before their Jewish marriage. They're not going to live together, but sometimes it's for tax reasons. You know, you want to get it done before uh, January 1st. You get a tax break. So I don't necessarily think that's a problem because, you know, you go down to town hall and technically from a civil side, you're getting married over there. How luckily that doesn't really mean anything, especially you're not living together. You don't have to run into any common law issues of a common law marriage. But again, I'm not paschining for the whole Dafa Shavuot crowd. You'd ask me a particular question, and I have seen this as a trend in uh, recent times, all generated by this Mian discussion. What I want to do is just to have a clarity, is to go through some of the Rambam's and how these halachas are explained so you can walk away with the black letter law of this Daf. And uh, we'll see if we have any time for uh, some more issues. The Rambam makes very clear, and you have to look at the Rambam in Hilchus Geirishin, the very beginning of Perik Yud Aleph, that even though a father has the right to marry off his daughter before she reaches majority, it's the wrong thing to do. And it really is a concern from both sides. First of all, we learn Hilchus Ishus in the Rambam, Perik Yimel that the daughter should reach a point again when she's uh of majority age, at least, where she says, I want to marry so and so. And there's also Tosvos and Kiddushin on Daphne Aleph, Ahmed Aleph that says, from the husband's point of view, what's he doing getting into a situation where his wife may end up uh, changing her mind? It's not ideally the way we're supposed to go. And I think if you go back to what we discussed in the beginning, of the year, already the way Torah principles establish uh, at Sinai, as we just celebrated uh, Shavuos, there's supposed to be not this randomness to a marriage. And to a certain extent, once you have the family setting up things for you, in a way, this is what I'm suggesting, it doesn't. It looks a little bit more like pre Torah than post Matan Torah. Now, even in a situation where the Chachamim, take this, uh, allow an orphan girl who is a Yusayma, below the age of majority and they're here they're doing it for her benefit. Someone would take care of her and protect her. The Rambam writes in Hilchas Ishus, Perik Dalet, Halach that this is only a rabbinic institution. So it's really a marriage that is hanging. It's only tentatively valid. It's fascinating. It could be like an in-between status of uh, Kiddushin and the And it's really going to depend on her whether she continues living with the husband when she is a gadola and then the Kiddushin are finalized. But there's no need to have a get if she doesn't want to continue with him. And that's when she performs the Miyun that we're discussing over here. And uh, the Rambam in the same parak, in Hilkus Gerish, and parak Yedalaf, halachaches, talks about how it's done. Kate's Tzmah what does she say? Omera, she says. And this is going to be, while well, she's still Ketan, in front of two witnesses, even though we see some ways where you don't have formal witnesses, it's still going to work. And here we see it's enough in front of two. You don't need a Bezden of three. This is the Machlokas Beis Hilo Beis Shammai. And then the Rambam concludes, Even if they're just guests, this is where you have less formal uh, type of edus, And she's actually entertaining with them, but she says, So you don't have to go in for a formal... Mion ceremony. When you look into the Ram the Shulchanarch Rubyas of Cairo, he has uh, his section here is actually called Hilkus Mion. The Ram is, is under Hilkus Gerishin. So in Aruch, Evan Ezra Hilz Mion, Simin Kufnun Hasef if she says biploni bali, oh yefshi shikshoni imi va amra even if she doesn't say anything. She goes ahead and she has Kiddushan with someone else while she's a Katana. Even though she was technically married, the Kiddushan themselves become the Mion. So now she's with the second guy and not with the first guy. Now again, this is all happening while she's a Katana, but that's the situation that she's in, and that's how she's choosing to break out of the uh, first relationship. Now, I saw a Shiloh, this is in the Chashuk Echem, and I was interested to see what he's doing with this. So he has an amazing case, a tragic case. He says, based on the Gemara, our Gemara, that says even if she's you know sitting on the wagon and she makes clear that she doesn't want to be with the person, then the Kiddushin, the, 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 the Kiddushin is not valid. The miyun comes into play. So she, he gives a case of a woman who uh, obviously didn't really get to know her chasen too well. And she sees some physical defect in the, something with the leg, it must be that it's an artificial leg if I understand it correctly, under the chuppah. And she whispers to her father, she doesn't want to marry this guy. This is mamish under the chuppah. And the father says, you know, we don't want to create busha for this guy in front of everyone. So the question is, could this match up to the Miyun case? Is this similar? Because clearly she doesn't have the das underneath to get married. At least that's not her intent. So they bring in the gemara from Kuf Kufres Amid Aleph and try to match it up. It's incredible, really interesting gemara. At the end, the uh, conclusion is it's not going to be so pashid because when we're in a mian situation, we're dealing with a dindirabanon. Here, she's going through under the chuppah, Kidushin, and nisuin on a dereisa level. And therefore, what's most likely in the conclusion is she is going to require a get. And again, you have all the ramifications if she's considered to be uh, divorced. Officially or not, with machzegru shaso, some of this comes up on our our second page on kufchas Ahmed beis of how these halachas would apply with someone who is uh, miyon. Another reason that you should get to know each other, you know, at least to a certain extent uh, before marriage. So this is uh, just uh, an attempt to make it halachalamaisa. That's what the chasukechemid always does. Okay, we should have a great week of learning. And uh, stay strong as we get to the end of Masecha Sivamus.